Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. We are, are we recording. Levels, levels, good. Levels, yep, good. Looking good. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous, dangerous podcast. podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Anything to declare? Yeah, don't go to Jackson, Tennessee. Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Super 8 Cheeseman. And this is Chad 1-2023 prediction down, baby. So wash. And on this week's show, Google for Jobs tells Indeed to hold its beer. Workday like George Bush hates black people. And a little buy or sell. Let's do this. <laughs> Emotional damage. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> what a week. You look, you look a little uh, ragged. So my father is 83 years old. That's a good life. Lived in, lives in Houston or lived in Houston. I've driven 2,000 miles this week. <laughs> <laughs> to pick him up 
<laughs> put his house on the market, move him out, sell his shit, throw his stuff away. It has been one hell of hell of a week. And I have a new side hustle if I ever want it. Yeah. It's it's called a two week move out because <laughs> I myself have moved out of a place, listed it, uh-huh. trashed it, cleaned it up in two weeks. And in two weeks, I was able to get him in the same predicament. So I have a side business if Could I ever want it. Could be a business model, yeah. Twoweekmoveout.com. Twoweekmoveout.com. Well, we're, we're, we're glad to have you back in the Midwest. We're not uh, even home yet. I took I a pit stop here in Columbus, Indiana yeah. to do this stupid yeah. show <laughs> and have some beers with you. We're here at 4th Street Bar and Grill in little Columbus, Indiana, drinking beer. We're together. We we don't do this enough. We're going to, though, because we have events. It's been a week since I've had a beer. It tastes pretty good. <laughs> oh, my I gotta God. I got to tell you, the people believe. that do No Booze January or whatever that's called. That's fucking ridiculous. They're, they're demented and sad. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm as unprepared for this show as any show that we've ever done. So who knows where the hell is to go? And I'm drinking. And, and, and listener, that's not saying much. That's not saying yeah. much, listener. Don't go to Jackson, Tennessee, by the way. <laughs> And don't stay at the the Motel 8. Shout outs. My first shout out goes to Be My Eyes app. Be My Ass? Be My Eyes, which which is an app. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, Appreciate the clarification. So Julie and I were sitting on the couch earlier this week, settling in for a night, catching up on The Last of Us on HBO Max, and and she uh, gets a call, and she's as excited as I have ever seen her to take a call because she hates talking on the phone. Yeah, me too. She answers the call, the video pops on, and all you see is somebody's house slippers. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I have no clue what this is. I have no clue what this is. Well, it's the Be My Eyes app. It's for, it has over or around half a million individuals who are visually impaired or blind, and they need somebody to tell them what color sweater they're grabbing so that they don't mismatch. Or in this case, which was incredibly cute, uh-huh. this blind guy just, he has a new puppy. They are, they're potty training it. And in the area where he had the puppy, he was like, oh no, what if it's shit? So she, he was showing Julie the floor around just to make sure, first and foremost, he didn't step in something. Yeah. And secondly, if there was something there, she could actually be his eyes to help him clean it up, which was amazing. I automatically joined uh-huh. as a volunteer go to be my eyes it's an app and she didn't know this person no they no. just they call randomly yes. and you agree yes. to take the call exactly and help them there are six million wow. plus volunteers which is which is just amazing but anyway that's 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 very cool. my short very story cool. have you seen bird box on Netflix? i have not i have not okay i won't spoil it for you okay but the blind win in the end <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Totally did not ruin that for you Boom. whatsoever. Yeah, thanks. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. I got a shout out for uh, the adult superstore. Oh, Chad. hello. These cathedrals of all things American <laughs> erotica that appear off the side of the freeway in small towns across the U.S. are something you don't see when you take flights like you and I do <laughs> to most of the destinations across the world. It's nice to know that in a world complete with Pornhub, OnlyFans, and Adam and Eve, that bricks and mortar stores like the adult superstore are still a staple across <laughs> small town America. And if you dare travel from Indiana through Illinois, Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas, and back, they're everywhere. You will see your fill yes. of adult super 
stores. Yes. Almost as many as Jesus saves billboards <laughs> and Jesus is real and God is real. Shout yes. out to the adult superstore. There is like a super, I mean, super, super store just north of Kentucky in, in, in Jeffersonville. Is there? <laughs> yes. They have different names. There's like the Lioness yeah, Superstore. Yeah, There's uh, crazy, Miranda's dude. Superstore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one was Trucker's Delight, yeah, I think it, it was it called. Is, it is America oh, fuck. to the hilt. It oh, is America. Jesus. Okay. Another something else that is American to the hilt is Oscar the Grouch. Shout out to Oscar the Grouch. Uh, United Airlines new advertising campaign shows Oscar the Grouch looking through a newspaper and seeing a United Airlines help wanted ad for guess what chief trash officer this is great pr for sesame street and oscar the grouch but what brand let alone what airline wants their brand associated with trash i would have personally gone with the cookie monster as chief snack officer trash i'm not sure that i would want associated with my brand not to mention i don't know that i would want to call it ctos trashy or like the count like count the dollars you'll save by flying united yeah so many options people hire us for their advertising campaign Fucking I have a funny. I have a funny Oscar the Grouch story. Okay. So I dated a girl in college. Oh uh, God. Her, her last name was Meyer. <laughs> okay. And she was she was a tad salty one night, and I called her. Thank you. I called her Oscar. Oh, this is such good beer. She thought it was like for Oscar Meyer, the wiener <laughs> producer, and she thought it was cute. And I was like, no, Oscar the Grouch. Oh. And she didn't take kindly to that i don't you should have stayed stuck with the first she, one i don't think that we were with each other the whole night so anyway <laughs> that's my oscar the grouch story my second shout out chad yes. you know i love a good fast food shout out what especially when they have historical reference context to yes. my own life so shout out to the kfc or kentucky fried chicken as it's still called in kentucky by the way uh the kfc double down double down what the hell is the double down well remember when paleo was first all the rage uh-huh. back in the day yep uh and no one no one wanted sandwich meat or they didn't want bread <laughs> didn't want the everyone got protein style or no bun yep well kfc was in a bit of a pickle with their chicken chicken <laughs> they were in a so, of a pickle. so they had the great idea of putting <laughs> Two chicken thighs, uh-huh. which, by the way, are still fried chicken. I guess people don't consider the breaded fried chicken part as <laughs> bread. But anyway, it is probably less bread than the, the bun. Anyway, you, yes. you put you put two thighs together. And who doesn't love to do that? I'd rather like them and apart. And you put some cheese in there, some pickles, other condiments. And, and the meat becomes the bun, essentially. <laughs> and they wrap in a little thing. And you eat it sort of like a, a taco or a sandwich. Uh-huh. And they're bringing it back for some reason. I don't know if it's like a keto thing. You know, I, I'm not really up on the new diet fads. <laughs> Of, of the world so <laughs> yes. so who knows but uh this was this is historical this is uh, a little bit mcribbish a little <laughs> bit very much is yes by the way the uh, mcshake is back for just in time for saint patrick's Day. oh yeah the uh shamrock shake shamrock shake shamrock yes, shake man i loved those as a kid yeah i loved them as a kid <laughs> frozen frozen ice yes that's colored green is <laughs> delicious all right all right all right we're getting into events all right kids unleash america happening in april in vegas obviously you want to be there hr practitioners guess what you can get a discount through chad and cheese that's right you go to chad cheese we got a coupon dot com oh we got a we got a coupon link you just go to chad cheese dot com and uh go to events and guess what 
All you have to do is find the the, the events that you want to go to. This one, obviously, being Unleash America. Yep. And register. And guess what? You're going to automatically get a, uh, a percentage off, get a discount. Then we've got iSims Inspire this May in Coronado oh, on yes. the beach. Yes. Uh, we're going to be closing out the main stage on day one. I have no clue what we're going to be doing there. I just know that uh, we're going to be talking shit and enjoying life. Snapping checks and writing. <laughs> wait, snapping necks and cashing checks. There you that's go. what we're going to be okay. doing. That's what. Sorry. That's what. Brain's moving a little and, slow. And then last that. but not least on at least this, uh, we, we can't go through all of our events, kids. We have way too many. Wreckfest uh, London in Nebworth. It's a party. It's a carnival. It is under a big top. It has a Ferris wheel. Holy shit. It's in July, London. You got to go there for all of these and a long list of other events that Chad and Cheese are going to be at. Go to chadcheese.com. Click on events. And uh, you never know. You might even receive a discount when registering for a ticket. It's even rumored that Cole Cheeseman, who has a spanking new driver's license, might be uh, designated driving people to and from (laughs) Nebworth. We'll we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm not sure. He wasn't tested on the other side of the car. I was going to say, yeah, or the other side of the road. It could be a Toonses the Cats, uh, (laughs) Toonses the Cat driving over a cliff moment. For everybody, for everybody. Talk to me about free stuff. I like free, free stuff. Shit. Love free shit. Uh, I'm wearing a fine t- a t-shirt, by the way. That's our first one, version one. This is the OG shirt. Yep. It's still like a warm hug from both of us to Looks this day. Looks new. It's, it's, it is. It's totally looking new because I've never worn it before. Uh, and uh, you got to If you want a t-shirt, if you want uh, free beer from our friends at Aspen Tech Labs, mm-hmm. bourbon from our homies uh, in Denmark from Text Kernel, and if it's your birthday this month, yep. you could win some rum from our friends at Plum. That's good marketing once again, but you got to sign up to get it. Head out to chadcheese.com, click the free link, sign up, and uh, there's a pretty good chance that at some point in your life, <laughs> as long as this show is airing, that you'll you'll win something. So, Boss Van de Hadden was uh, he has yeah. not received his T-shirt, yeah, and he's, he's 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 knocking on our door. Uh, I'm thinking he feels like Jobget should just send him a, a whole box or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mentioned my 16 year old uh, doing driving duty at Nebworth. My T-shirts are managed by my 13 year old daughter. <laughs> I think people think somehow we have some warehouse in middle America churning out T-shirts and shipping shit. That's great. This shit takes time. We got a lot of fans. It's not personal. Relax. Just sit tight. Just sit tight, okay? Plus, we're coming to events. If you really want one, fly your ass to Indianapolis. I'll take you to lunch. We'll get some drinks, and I'll give you a shirt if you really want one that much. Boss, Indiana's beautiful in the spring. Uh, We'll see you in uh, a few weeks. Yeah, or come to one of those events, because more than likely, we're going to be packing, kids. We're going to be packing. Topics! Okay, acquisition alert. Acquisition alert. Yeah, you sent me this at like midnight. I sent you this. You probably haven't even read through this. Mercer acquires Leap Gen. Mercer, a business of Marsh McLennan on the New York Stock Exchange as MMC, announced the acquisition of Leap Gen, 
a leading HR technology advisory firm focused on digital strategy and transformation, workforce solutions, and improving employee experience. Mercer's latest research indicates that U.S. organizations increasing their total HR spend. 63% are spending more on HR tech in 2023. Despite increased investment, nearly 60% of HR leaders don't believe they have the right stack. Hence, consolidation on consulting. Is this big news? Not big news? What do you think? It's potentially big news. And we don't talk a lot about the shred on this podcast. But the shred, if you're not listening and, and subscribe to our show, you can't get it on the website. It's exclusively. You got to sign up for the Just for subscribers, kids. Uh, and it's but- free. But it, it's it's nice because I read it every week and it's good to get a sense of like who's getting money, how much money, who's getting acquired for how much, like who's acquiring, like what are the trends that you see? And, and uh-huh. I'm, I'm lucky enough to get like a, a 30,000 foot view of what's going on. Obviously, when we started, it was like, oh, someone you never heard of just got $70 million. Oh, that's fun. We'll talk about that on the show. And then it became kind of. They're getting 20 million, 15 million. And that's more of like what we're seeing today. And we're seeing a little bit more of the acquisition drives. And you and I have talked a lot about with the the pandemic happening and money not flowing the way that it is. A lot of companies are going to be looking to sell. A lot of companies are going to go shopping. This is going to be the TJ Maxx of our industry where (laughs) for shit, shit may not fit right, but it's cheap. So let's buy it and and see if we can diet into it or maybe have enough chicken wings that we fit into it later. And and to me, this, this sounds a lot like that. Like there was probably a a clearance sale at leap gen. Okay. Leap gen and uh, a company that had money and, and resources went out and bought it. Now, as I read the shred and the news, we're getting more and more acquisitions. And I think that the trend will be less money raised and yep. more companies buying companies. So in that yeah. case, I would say this is potentially a trend that we're going to see and could be big news and a sign of things to come. Yeah, I'm going to say that I think I think Mercer was really an old and crusty brand. And LeapGen is kind of this new... They do a lot of content. They've got a lot of thought leadership, a lot of that stuff. And, and Mercer's really missing that. So what they really needed to do is either develop it or buy that shit. Mm-hmm. I know from sources that Jason and Mike, who are co-founders, and also the CRO, Tanya, are locked into a five-year agreement with Mercer. That's on that's on the rumor, rumor wires. And uh, consulting services for, for vendors... This is low hanging fruit because you know those stacks don't work right together. They're shit. It's fucking horrible. So I think what's happening here is Mercer is trying to get an injection of Botox to look better, <laughs> to feel better about themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I supercharge the staff. Look at this cool shit we got. Oh, it's amazing. So I just hope that they don't suffocate the Leap Gen brand with their old crustiness. I hope that the Botox lasts long enough, yeah. but but we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, it almost never works out that way. <laughs> it all, it's like a sugar high. Yes. And, and yes. it's back to the same old processes <laughs> and big, big co shit that yep. uh, everyone is used to. So it'll be fun for a while. Enjoy the cotton candy there, Mercer. <laughs> All right, some uh, some other news. Yes, uh, Google for jobs. Wow. So another beer. Yeah, another beer, please. Thank can, you. Can you. Can you grab a water too for the the young man walking up the sidewalk <laughs> there? With- 
with the with the 1988 Oakley sunglasses. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> anyway, I love them. Sorry, uh, I won't. I won't go into it. My dad is joining us, kind of at this at this yes. at this podcast. All right. So, uh, Tom uh, Chevalier, Chevalier. Chev- uh, let's yeah, go with anyways. Chevalier. It makes him sound Chevalier, sexy. Chopping broccoli. Chief Product Officer at AppCast shared a screenshot of Google for Jobs providing sponsored ads yep. on specific searches. Most of you out there won't see it, which means it's in a testing phase. Uh, Chad predicted this would happen this year. Uh, I was a little early predicting it in 2021, uh, although I said it probably won't happen until 2024. But I'll give you credit for it. But we both predicted it. Of course it. you will. Google's doing it. Uh, <laughs> LinkedIn was on fire uh, over his share. Mm-hmm. A lot of comments, a lot of ridicule, criticism. Oh, not, yeah. Not a lot oh, of love. Yeah. Eh. What's your take on Google for Jobs advertising well first and foremost the time is upon us kids my sources say that many of the big programmatic players and some reputable job boards are actually they've been baiting this pro this product for 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 a minute for a minute uh it's still hands down the worst job search ux in the game but when you have the kind of traffic and usage that google does you can get the ux wrong and still find results for hiring companies looking to get away from vendors like i don't know indeed that are currently holding clients hostage if you're um, a hiring company and you already have your jobs marked up in the google for jobs feed there will be a one click option did you hear that? One-click option to elevate your job to a paid position. So I think this is definitely not perfect. We'll be is talking about... Is that confirmed about, or is that... Yes, that's okay. confirmed. This is not perfect, much like chat GPT, right? This is evolving. But I tell you what, when you have the type of traffic that Google does, Google is a lifestyle platform, Indeed is not. This is this is an incredible development, I think, in our space. The question is, will they stick with it? Yeah, so the, the criticism that I saw was gee it took them long enough really i mean to me this this is okay so this thing launched in 17 it's been six years we've had covid we've had some shit go on let's call it a five-year let's see where this goes test well they also had monopoly cases in courts and shit right so antitrust cases uh is this going to be safe to launch let's figure out this shit so to me like the criticism of like oh it took them long enough um, it's kind of bullshit. I mean, this isn't their business. <laughs> this is like a side project for for Google. It's twenty percent time. Yeah. Uh, so so time was sort of sort of stupid. I mean, ad dollars are down. People are advertising less. So adding a new channel that, by the way, is a multi billion dollar channel potentially. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Chat GPT is putting pressure on their business. Um, the other thing, and you mentioned this, is that it's ugly. It is. God help us, it's ugly. You and I remember Google when ads used to be sh- highlighted in green and and purple and weird shades of, of colors. Now, uh-huh. you, now you don't even notice the ads. There's like a little ad text be- between that. So they'll figure out the... The, the design of this, yep. it'll, it'll come around. They'll do user testing. They'll get data around this. Like, that's not a big deal. Uh-uh. Um, the other thing to me, like, the, the big thing that no one really talked about on, on the LinkedIn post was like, timing is perfect because... Indeed is is busy pissing everyone yes! off yes! and charging too much for this new <laughs> bullshit product that they've rolled out. Like there's going to be more people ask what the what other options are there? They're going to be calling their agencies, Thank they're going to be calling their consultants and wow, just in time Google has an option that we can spend some money. This is guaranteed to take money out of Indeed's pocket, out of Glassdoor's pocket, which a lot of us should be celebrating because maybe it'll get them back on the right track. So 
timing is perfect. Whether they like whoa ha ha in the in the back rooms <laughs> with cigar smoked bars or whatever, figured this out, or maybe it just happened on circumstance. But timing is fantastic. Uh, you mentioned Zip and LinkedIn are beta testing this, and the screenshots uh, that were shared by Tom showed that LinkedIn and ZipRecruiter were actual advertisers for this uh, for this product. So they've already gotten after the low hanging fruit, which is, hey, call our buddies at LinkedIn and see if they'll write some checks for adver- for, yeah. for sponsor jobs. Call our buddies at uh, at ZipRecruiter to see if they'll spend some money. So they've gone low hanging fruit. They're going to hit the biggest ad agencies. The They're agencies gonna are going to buy programmatic because, guys in. because the agencies are going to be happy about telling their clients, oh, we're leveraging Google now to yep. sponsor your jobs. Yep. That'll eventually filter down to smaller companies. <laughs> There'll be an ad campaign at some point. Like, I think this is really good for Google. I think the criticism is not warranted if you're looking at the big picture. Clearly, it's a it's a it's an ex, it's a five year experiment that Google thinks it's good enough, it's effective enough, and popular enough that they can now start monetizing it. Like, I think I think sky's the limit in terms of what Google can do to monetize jobs in the future and and indeed should be a little nervous by what just happened well also this isn't being tested or at least from my understanding it's 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 low level tested in europe and let's be frank indeed in 40 plus countries is number one in six of them Okay, so if this does launch in Europe, they're going to eat Indeed's launch overnight. It's going to be much harder in the U.S., right? But not so much in Europe. Yep. By the way, do you use Gmail? Yes. Have you noticed on the on the sponsored are now within? Yeah. They're not just at the top. They're actually within the ads. That's just not me, right? Okay. Yeah. So Google Google's monetizing more now than they have in a long time. And Gmail, those ads have been around for 10, 15 years. So, yep. Google takes a while sometimes. Don't don't fret at people. They do. You know who doesn't take a while to a workday to work get day. smacked Let's in the work fucking day. face. All right, workday. <laughs> kind of like the commercials, by the way. That, that was that was a good commercial. I liked it. Yeah. So workday is facing a lawsuit alleging that its artificial intelligence systems and screening tools discriminate against black, disabled, and older applicants at a disproportionate rate. That's a triple triple threat and discrimination the suit followed by a black man over 40 who suffers from anxiety and depression seeks to represent all applicants in those protected classes who have been disqualified by the discriminatory screening process workday provides its screening tools to hundreds if not thousands of companies and allegedly allows the pre-selection of applicants outside of protected categories Workday believes the lawsuit is without merit. That's a shocker. <laughs> and is committed to trustworthy AI. Chad, your thoughts on the news out of Workday? Okay, so let me preface this by saying Workday is probably the worst recruitment software system that any company can plug into. Number one, from the release, which you uh, started reading, Workday is committed to trustworthy AI and acts responsibly and transparently, keyword transparently, in the design and delivery of its AI solutions. Awesome. How can I get a peek at your algorithm? Where can I access this open system? I mean, they said transparency, so it's got to be open, right? No, it's not. What's happening is Workday has fallen into a trap and they don't even know what to say. They're having problems. I mean, this this is big. But here's what vendors need to do before they can find themselves in a class action suit. They need to understand that it 
if their system have bias built into them and or does the problem lie within the client's process? Big vendors like Workday should have a process team that consults their clients on these issues. That's actually a money grab right there, to be quite frank. But the problem here is that Workday doesn't even know where the problem is. We'll see some companies enlist an army of lawyers, but that's not what they need. They truly need to understand where the problem is so that they can identify it. Then they can start to actually solve the problem that's going on because AI is not going away. If they try to fight it with lawyers, they're just get, they're just going to get killed by the U.S. government. While smarter AI systems focus on being more persistent around understanding process and being able to consult their clients. This to me feels a lot like LinkedIn versus HiQ in this way. <laughs> whatever whatever is decided by the courts will probably be the precedent by which this whole question is answered, right? So if if Mobley wins, by the way, we're talking age, race, and disability. We're talking like triple threat in terms of discrimination. Yes. So this, this is a big case, and he's not suing a company. Yeah, one of the biggest publicly traded companies yes. in our space. I don't know who he's represented by. Uh, the guy clearly has the CV to be- He meets the requirements, like, yeah. Like college education, uh, network systems administration, uh, he he has enough there that he should be getting uh, engagement from employers to get a job. So to me, like this is going to go to court. They're going to make judgments on. Hopefully, it goes to court. They're going to make judgments on AI. Who's responsible? What what processes need to happen? If Mobley wins, it's going to send a a chill among all the vendors in our space about what is AI, how do we audit this, how do we get government approval, and our webinar with uh, our friends at NYU and UNC goes into some of this. But if Mobley wins, it's going to send a cold shield on the back of every vendor because they put themselves at risk, and now there's a court case to set precedent by which you have done this to me. If Workday wins... And in, in the parallel case, LinkedIn won against HiQ, although that was company versus really small company. This is a person versus a, a vendor. It's going to be very interesting how this plays out. We're going to watch it very closely and report on it back, a report back on this on the podcast. But to me, this is like precedent setting. How is AI regulated? How is it thought of? Uh, how does the government get involved? This is potentially the case of the decade in terms of AI and employment. I think what's going to happen is we're going to see Workday have to defend its algorithm. And the beautiful thing about this for attorneys everywhere, every algorithm is different. Every data set is different. So every single case brought up is different. This is going to be, this is going to represent what happens to, to Workday, but this is, this is going to continue to happen over and over and over. This is not going to stop things like HiQ and LinkedIn. It's not going to stop the scraping. It'll set a precedent. If if Mobley wins, you're going to see a lot of people come forward and say, I've been discriminated against. If Mobley wins, the dam bursts. Yes. 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 And that's why it's incredibly important. I agree. I agree. No word yet as to whether or not Ozzy Osbourne and Joan Jett <laughs> will be taking the stand in this court case. I think Billy Idol is going to. Oh, Billy Idol will be good with the chainsaw. <laughs> That's nice. 
All right, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll order a few more beers and yes. get back to you with buy or sell. Emotional damage. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent. Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, time for a little buy or sell. Buy you know how we sell. play. We I talk about it. three companies that have recently gotten funding. I read a summary and both of us buy or sell the company. <laughs> First up, San Francisco-based Gable, as in Clark Gable, a startup that <laughs> enables distributed companies to manage office space for their workforce, has secured $16 million in funding. Gable's online platform enables employees to see where their coworkers are working each day and book a desk alongside them while the company can manage budgets and monitor employee satisfaction. Gable has grown rapidly and will continue to do so with more than 50 companies and 5,000 employees using its platform. Founded in 2020, the company employs 27 people. Chad, are you a buy or sell on Clark Gable? Did you see the domain on this one, gable.to? I did not. Gable, too. So any top-level domain that that's two letters is owned by a country. So TO is actually owned by the Kingdom of Tonga. Yeah, just a, just a little... To Tonga. Dances with Wolves. A little T- TLD knowledge for our listeners out there. Just want to geek out with you. Remote, still a big part of today's conversation. 13% of the jobs on LinkedIn are remote, but they are receiving 50% of the clicks, meaning that's what people want to do. So new research also shows that hybrid is where companies are starting to find common ground with their employees. And that means being able to coordinate days in the office and workstations. Gable's model is like Airbnb for the workspace and I believe blends the remote distributed model incredibly well with the permanent office slash hybrid model. So companies using using Gable have seen employees interest in coming into the office jump 75%. Just released features extend the ability to reserve desk space at a company's permanent office. This is like Airbnb for workplaces. I mean, I, I, I love me some Airbnb and I you love do. me some Gable. This is a buy. That's a buy. All right. Uh, yeah. Speaking of predictions <laughs> that we talked about earlier in the show and your Google for Jobs prediction, yes. uh, I predicted a while back that Airbnb would get into the work management you did business uh they have not although like i always say <laughs> predictions are never wrong they just haven't happened yet and, and gable's that prediction so gable has essentially taken the void that that airbnb should have taken up by making it very flexible for employees 
companies to get workspace. I love the whole like, when are my buddies working at the same yes. time? Uh, you can manage that, go to lunch together, build that culture, build that engagement that we talk about is so important. Um, although we both agree that people are going to go back to work more than they're not. I think hybrid is definitely something that's here to stay. So those days that you're not in the office, a uh, product like Gable uh, is going to be in high demand by companies as well as some others. Uh, I forget the name of the company where you can rent out like coffee, coffee shop uh, tables and restaurants you can get in and restaurants give you free uh free soda if you go and work there if your company provides that this is definitely a good idea and it sounds like with the funding gable is on the cutting edge of making this a reality and being successful with it uh san francisco obviously a lot of money's there to help make this happen so for me as well gable is a buy everybody all right save the drama for your llama chad oh jesus work llama <laughs> <laughs> has raised $50 million. Is that right? Is that a typo? $50 million for yes. Work Llama? Okay. Yes. The funds will be used to grow the company's team, accelerate product enhancements, embark on strategic acquisitions, invest in continued automation, and expand its presence across North America, Europe, and Asia Pacific. That's what the kids call APAC, Chad. Work Llama aims to help connect talent with roles that are meaningful and allow them to engage easily with brands in their chosen field. Since its founding in 2016, the Work Llama team has grown to 112 employees with customers across four continents. Chad, are you ready to ride the llama or not? <laughs> Work Llama has been around since 2016. 2016. And it shows there, and this is their only funding. By Workbase. So this is our crunch base. Do you this remember is, making fun of them at HR Tech? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. I, I do. Make sure it wasn't just me. So I, I checked the, out. They have one video on YouTube. They've been around since 2016. Four. One video. <laughs> and this is something re revolutionary. Yeah. Sit, sit back. Sit back. They talk about branded talent communities. That's right, kids. 2004 is calling. Averager's old school shit is now a work llama. <laughs> I'm not done. They also have a chat bot. And they also have an app. That's right, an app. It's fucking crazy. First and foremost, it's all retro throwback. Second, secondarily, their total addressable market is ridiculous. They talk about staffing, enterprise, their platform delivers VMS, HCM, platform, onboarding, HRIS, diversity. The list is long. There's no way they can cover this TAM and also do it with this retro bullshit this is a sell for me <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> we talk a lot about companies going out of business not because they take too little money yeah because they take too much money and they promise too much hello work llama if you're if you're trying to be everything to everybody <laughs> you're typically nothing to no one exactly uh too much money too stretched this this thing is a hot pile of steaming garbage <laughs> i can't believe they raised 50 million dollars whoever invested in this Ooh. this turkey in this llama uh is gonna regret it work turkey i mean work llama <laughs> is a sell bonusly oh okay bonusly yeah founded in 2012 when everything was ly remember that everything yes. was ly dot ly I, yes, yes. Bonusly has secured $18.9 million in a Series B funding round. This brings total funding to $31.4 million. Bonusly's platform fosters employee recognition with 
3% of customers noting improved engagement, according to the company, by offering real-time data on how organizations work and how workers communicate and connect. Bonusly's analytics capabilities can be used by HR teams and managers to understand how they can improve employee mer- morale and retention. They employ 118 people. Chad, are you a buy or sell on Bonusly? So they got 18.9 in this round, 31.4 total. They've been around since 2012. Wow. Right off the website. I like this, kids. Quote, companies that use employee recognition programs are up to 20% more profitable. Hear that word? Profitable than those who don't. End quote. Damn, that's dropping that. That is dropping it right there. But let's play this out real quick. Amazon reportedly reportedly lost eight billion dollars to uh, attrition. That's right, kids. When your workplace sucks, people leave, and that costs your organization money. But what a vir- would a virtual pat on the back change a company's culture enough to make people stay? In Amazon's case, I would say no. It's a good band aid, and bonusly is a very cheap and easy band aid but it won't change Amazon's culture. And that is a real problem. So I I love the retention equals profits angle. They need to play that all day, beat that fucking drum, but it's just not enough for me. It's a sell. Oh, so I met these guys, I think at HR tech Mm -hmm. around 2012, they were at the, uh, the kiosk. Oh yeah. The kiosk party. I think, I think they were next to Workly and employ employee or something. Yeah, they were the startup village, the corridor of startups that get a kiosk and an internet connection. <laughs> uh, so, so when I talked to them, I was like, okay, I get this. It, it sounds good. Uh, they're from Boulder, Colorado, so they're pretty laid back, easygoing guys. Uh, and, like and I weed. was, I was yeah. into it. And and we talked about uh, Plum last week. Plum also founded in 2012, Chad, if I remember correctly. So similarly to how Plum sort of grew organically, you know, grew intelligently, didn't take a ton of money and immediately kind of grew into their shoes. The world kind of came to them and needed their product more than maybe they did in 2012. I feel like Bonusly has been on a similar track. They've grown organically. Anyone that's been around since 2012 is doing something right. And I think the world work from home, remote work, it has made employee engagement. How do you recognize folks more important than ever? Companies are looking for a solution to make their people feel warm and fuzzy. And I think Bonusly is in the right spot at the right time. For me, we're going to disagree on Bonusly and I'm going to buy. Hell yeah. We got to talk about Chat GTP, right? On this show, at some point. yeah, yeah. I, see, we can't even get the the, the name right. Chat GPT. It's hard to say. What did I say it's like GTP. God. I mean, it's, I, I know, right? It's just it's fucking crazy. Anyway, Chat OPP. That's what I can remember. The first thing we're going to talk about is workers being replaced by Chat GPT. ResumeBuilder.com surveyed one thousand business leaders in the U.S. who either use or plan to use Chat GPT. Fortune reported nearly half the company surveyed had already begun using the chatbot and 50% of those surveyed claimed that chat GPT had already replaced workers at their companies. What jobs you might ask? 66% writing code, 58% copywriting and content creation. Saw that coming. 57% for customer support and 52% 
meeting summary. So uh, a note taker. What, what do you think? So we had this crypto period. Yes. Where Web3 <laughs> was going to change the world. <laughs> I still think it is. No one actually gets it. A few people say they get it. I'm a little I'm a little cynical that they get it. Like I kind of get it. And then there are things that happen where people like my 83-year-old dad are like, "Okay, that's kind of that's kind of cool. I get that, right?" I can use that. And chat OPP or GPT <laughs> or you know me. whatever the hell it is. Yeah, like you know me. When you show someone the power of what this can do, People get it immediately. It's like search. Yes. It's like email. Mm -hmm. Like there are certain things that, you know, this is going to be huge. Yes. And how to write code. We know we talked about another startup recently. You know, we software that builds software was their uh, was their tagline. And we're going to see more and more of that. So you mentioned code uh, text. The customer service was interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure how chat that bots. would like chatbots. Okay. FAQs, yeah. those types of yeah. things. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so many of the so many of these professions are obviously in trouble and at risk because of chat GPT. The other part of chat GPT I know we talked about was job seekers and job boards getting inundated we'll, with we'll get there. Okay, we'll get there in a second. All right, then I'll stay on task with what we're currently talking about. I think it's gonna it's gonna be tremendously disruptive. To all of those professions, I think you're going to get people on Fiverr and Upwork that are coders that are simply like writing code through GPT. Maybe they're uh, approving it or whatever. How do you stop it? Uh, you're going to get copywriters yeah. that are just using the technology and just yeah. people that don't know about it. They're just going to do it. Uh, they're going to scale their consulting tremendously and have way more clients than they could normally uh, pull off um, until the world catches on to it. But yeah, this... This is a hugely important technology. This isn't Web3 where people are like, I don't know what the fuck that is. This is like <laughs> legit shit. Companies are using it. Consultants are using it. Yes. This is going to change the world. Totally agree. I think that we're finally going to be able to see HR tech look at how ChatGPT has come to, to, to the world. And they're going to start to emulate that. I, I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that companies do that. Not just chatbot companies. But any company that just makes their platform more transparent to get out there, use it, feel it, touch it, taste it. And I, I, I agree 100%. Um, the thing is, are they going to overwhelm the job boards? So Alexander Tchaikovsky tweeted, quote, Am I the only one who thinks this is a weird coincidence that indeed moves to CPA now that ChatGPT massively enables generation of fake applications? End quote. Then Jim Durbin writes on LinkedIn, quote, in fact, the CPA model, which is a, it, which is designed to improve quality and focuses on results over work, is about to be overwhelmed by AI created resumes, messaging and soon the bots. We got Alexander and we got Jim saying, guess what? Chat GPT is going to fuck the CPA thing up. And they could do it to job boards overall. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real problem. Uh, so so click fraud has been a thing for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Right. So when there was a pay-per-click model and, and Google created AdSense where, oh, hey, put our code and our search results on your page 
and we'll pay you for clicks. Well, obviously, people find ways to build bots that would just click these links over and over and over to make money off of Google. And a lot of people did it in the early days. Literally, like people. I remember stories of like, I made a million dollars last year on creating robots that would click ads uh, on my on my blog. So we're going to see some of that initially. Now, in this case, I don't think Google or Indeed is sharing revenue for for applications that are off somebody's site. So you won't see a lot of the third party just driving traffic. But Indeed will be carrying all the positives in terms of they'll drive traffic to Indeed and the job postings. And then once they apply, they'll make money from that. So the automated mass uh, applies that come in, Indeed will get all that money. They won't be sharing it like Google did back in the day. Now it's up to the consumer to figure out like, wait a second, I'm paying a lot of money. I'm getting jack. I'm getting bagel in terms of responses or any clients whatsoever. They're going to have to push uh, Indeed in this case to monitor this stuff. That's yes. going to take six months to a year. Google's <laughs> going to or Indeed's going to make so much money off of this. They might make their own bots. I I didn't I didn't just say that. Indeed's not going to make their own bots uh, to like apply to jobs and make money uh, for free. They're not they're not going to do that. But there's eventually going to have to be a system where hey, I know this is AI. There's a policing system. There's monitoring that goes into it where, hey, click red flag. This is not a person. This is a robot. And just like click click, flaw, click fraud, there will be policies in place uh, to do that. Again, this goes back to what we've always been talking about. Robots are going to like pre-screen robots and interview robots. And these job seekers are on this train. Employers are on this train. We literally are going to a place where robots interview robots and at the end of the filter at the end of the funnel two human beings meet and hopefully they they work it out you know what fixes this human beings web three (laughs) fucking (laughs) blockchain baby you know why because you were certified sir Sir richard solves this that's how You have a certified account. You have certifications that actually demonstrate what you can do, what you can't do, assessments, all those things. Unless you come through this validated process, guess what, kids? You're fucked. This is how Web3 comes into the system, much like cloud computing. Everybody's like, what is cloud computing? Guess what everybody's using today, kids? They don't know it. But guess what? This is going to happen. It's going to be Web3. It's going to be integrated because these bots are going to fuck over these systems unless we put something in place that is validated and Web3 blockchain can validate it. Boom. That escalated quickly. Sir Richard just rolled up in his Maserati (laughs) wearing my dad's Oakleys looking cool as fuck. That's how we solve it. Beverly solves it all. Beverly, yeah. Don't call her Joan Crawford. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Maybe, maybe or not, order another beer and talk about overtime. Emotional damage. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, 
performance and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, let's talk about overtime and how to define it. Well, first off, Indiana didn't need it twice in beating Purdue. Twice Wow, this you year. went to the basketball reference, which <laughs> lost about 80% of our audience. Basketball, very, but very anyway, March global. Madness, March very Madness global. is coming. Very global. All right, Chad. The U.S. Supreme Court. Yes. The U.S. Supreme Court, not some state, has ruled that Michael Hewitt an employer of oil and gas company Helix Energy Solutions is, enti- is entitled to overtime pay under the Fair Labor, Labor Standards Act, despite earning more than 200000 per year. The court ruled 6-3 to three in favor of Hewitt, who worked 84 hours a week supervising 12 to 14 workers on an offshore oil rig between 2014 and 2017. Hewitt was paid a day rate and did not receive any overtime pay, the court found that his pay structure did not meet the FLSA's salary-based criteria for an executive exemption from the overtime rule. This sounds important, Chad. (laughs) What you got? So on this week's Europe show with Levin called... Virtual Cheese was there. Big in Deutschland. uh, Levin shouted out the naughty Americans who were giving workers manager titles so that they didn't have to pay them overtime. In America, we do one thing well. And one thing better than anybody else is fuck our employees. That's exactly what we do. Adult superstores. (laughs) Helix, the company in this case, will probably only change their method of payout. A daily rate is way too close and assimilated to an hourly rate. Uh, I bet Helix will probably move to a true salary and and all the old dogs will stay where they are. But anybody who's coming in new will, will be on a, a quote unquote salary to pay out. Hopopotamus is what I got. That's yeah. it. Thank you, sir. So I see that we're just going to have employers playing the game differently. They'll look at Helix and they'll go, okay, we're just going to hire individuals and this is hard fucking jobs we're talking about working on sure. oil rigs and he's managing those guys 80 that are working on hours oil rigs. 80 hours yeah. right and they're trying to screw him out of overtime yeah. by giving him a quote-unquote title unless we put our foot down and yeah. stop this stupid shit this is going to continue just in a different way yeah Remind you, I said U.S. Supreme Court. Yes, that's This big. is where like the big stuff oh, goes big. to get decided. That's and, big. and I applaud the Supreme, Supreme Court for this judgment. By the way, a mostly conservative Supreme Court for laying down this judgment. And companies... That says something. Companies and particularly HR departments of companies whose main job is to keep the company out of court, especially the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is going to be important. This is going to be important legislation. And companies need, need to be on the alert that this sort of... I don't know, dancing on the line of what's a full-time employee and a salaried employee and an hourly employee or seasonal or daily employee in this case uh, will not be tolerated by Washington. And I, for one, Chad, as I'm finishing my second beer, say cheers. Cheers. And cheers to my father, 83 years old, Will Cheeseman. Dad, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Rock and roll, baby. (laughs) There you go. He can't just say hi. He's got to throw in a rock and roll baby in there. And with that... I'm hungry. The chicken fingers smell good. We out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast.
or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.